You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Dr. Robin Gansert. Well, as we're entering this holiday season, I'm just so thrilled to recognize and celebrate one of America's great philanthropists and one who's really been a leader in creating the first pet philanthropy circle in our country, Jewel Morris. Jewel's vision was to build a better and happier and humane world for all animal friends. And so a few years ago, she created the Pet Philanthropy Circle, whose mission is to save and enhance the quality of animal lives by promoting greater public awareness of their welfare and the causes that protect them. And the Pet Philanthropy Circle accomplishes this incredible mission through a series of educational programs and as wonderful awards called the Pet Hero Awards that celebrates rescue groups, young leaders, and animal organizations every single year. You know what I think is so inspirational about Jewel is that she is committed to educating the next generation as well, to learning as much and sharing as much about the causes and situations and the crises that are facing our animal friends and then providing that information through her incredible network to really bring together collaborators, funds, and certainly the people to get the job done. I know you'll enjoy this special time with Jewel Morris. She'll be with us just in a few moments. And again, I'm so grateful in this holiday season to have you, our wonderful listeners, our wonderful friends, our champions for building a humane world. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert. We'll be right back after this brief message. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Put a puppy under the Christmas tree. Wait, you read it, not feed it. It's the dog with the opposable thumb, an accidental love story. The fun new book by award-winning author Mark Barkowitz. When an accidentally DNA-altered puppy is born with a thumb, his lovelorn grad student caretaker devises a strategy to achieve their Kardashian-like fame and fortune. It's funny, intelligent, and incredibly unique. And 20% of book sales benefit the Pasadena Humane Society and SPCA. The Dog with the Opposable Thumb is available now through Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and MarkBark.org. Thumbs up to a howling fun book for the holidays. The Dog with the Opposable Thumb. Order yours now. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Pet Life Radio. You're listening to Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert. I'm so thrilled that this week's guest is an incredible animal advocate. 
one who's touched so many hearts and so many minds around our great country, sharing her love for making a more humane and a better world for our animal friends. I'm so thrilled to introduce you to Jewel Morris, one of our American Humane's national ambassadors and importantly, the founder of the Pet Philanthropy Circle, an incredible group of individuals who are committed to building a better world for our animal friends. Jewel, welcome to this week's show. Well, thank you, Robin. It's an honor to be chosen by you. I'm very excited about the interview and all of the things that you are doing around the globe. My goodness, I don't know how anybody could keep up with you. You've been been everywhere. (laughs) Well, Jewel, thank you. I haven't. Just today, I'm in three states just today, all working on on animal issues. So I so appreciate your kind remarks because it can get exhausting when one's facing the airlines and, you know, just regular travel difficulties. Uh, But, uh, you know, I have to say... um, I'm just like you in the way that we love we love our animals and we'll do anything that we can to make a better world for them, which is why I'm so thrilled that you're part of our community at American Humane, but importantly that you have taken your passion to create the Pet Philanthropy Circle. Can you share with our listeners what the Pet Philanthropy Circle is and how it was created? Well, basically the Pet Philanthropy Circle, um, among other things, we have uh, an awards program and it's designed so that It's not just for one element, but many of the different elements that go into animal welfare, like veterinarians, the humanitarian of the year. We've got the spokesperson of the year. We have organizations and individuals and even one dog (laughs) a -hmm. year. But it goes into bringing out basically the reason that they're selected in the first place is because they're associated with a cause. And as Pet Philanthropy Circle's purpose is to bring awareness to animal welfare organizations and causes and help people to understand what is behind a particular cause or why this should be brought to their attention and why they should donate to some of the charities that we have brought. You know, uh, of course, we don't donate to individuals, but we certainly do to rescues and organizational groups that are doing something that we feel is very important in helping animals. Well, this year I know you had an incredible rescue group. I know you featured Animal Aid USA, and that incredible young man was recognized tuned for his contributions. Just Matthew to, Talbot. Yeah. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what made Matthew such a special award recipient this year in the Pet Hero Awards. Well, Matthew was our junior of the year. And we try to pick out juniors and, and young people that are doing things that are really unique and um, ahead of the curve, we think. And Matthew was chosen actually for several different reasons. First, he does his own animal documentaries. And he documents a lot of the things that are done with animal aid. And at the age of, I believe it was 12, in his own classroom, he got together a group of kids to help donate money to start rescuing animals out of Georgia and some of the southern states. And they do a, uh, now they have a caravan, Animal Aid, which his mother uh, founded, Karen Talbot, along with Prince Lorenzo Borghese. And uh, Prince Lorenzo is also a member of the American Humane. He's also an ambassador for you. But Matthew, on his own right, just basically has um, really 
taken it from his parents. I guess a lot of animal welfare advocates, we get this passion from our parents. And he certainly did that with his mother and, and father. But I thought he did an excellent job of speaking so well and uh, with such polish for such a, a, a young kid, really. I agree. And he's going to be a leader in the humane movement. Mark my words, in the next 20 years, that young man has a great future for saving lots of animals, don't you think? I definitely do. I, I really do. I think he's going to be great. Like Lou Wegner. I mean, Lou was one of our uh, honorees. He was one of the first. In fact, he was the first junior award winner. And look what he's done for founding Kids Against Animal Cruelty, which is a national organization. And I really sincerely believe that the children are the future of animal welfare. If we can get to the kids, we can definitely get to the parents. And I'm hoping that we can really do something toward um, a lot of education in some of the places that are less inclined to understand what happens in shelters and really don't know what's going on. It's amazing to me that they say 88% of the American population is clueless as to what really happens to animals once they're surrendered at shelters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, And most people don't realize that that is... In many, many, many cases, unless it's a no-kill shelter, that will be signing a death warrant for that particular animal. Mm -hmm. And I'm ashamed to admit this, but the truth of the matter is I didn't know this until about 10 years ago myself. I really just, you know, we thought it's such a wonderful, comforting name, a shelter. And I remember as a child, I went, Robin, I went, back and I was thinking as a little kid and they had these cartoons and they would have these paddy wagons for animal control where they would come through and all of the little animals would tremble and shake and they were terrified to get on the paddy wagon and I remember thinking as a kid why are they so scared they're going to a shelter and you know and that was what sparked one of our cartoons that we did, and we showed this at the Pet Hero Awards, which is two animals that go to a shelter, and from the dog's perspective, they're saying, you know, what happens, that there isn't enough food in the shelters to feed all the surrendered animals. Right. And so they, they naturally we have to, they are disposed of. And one of the other things that came out at the Pet Hero Awards was that we've made such great strides in ending the gas chambers for killing dogs. And it's it's so wonderful that, that Lorenzo has been spearheading this along with Karen, and they've really uh, taken hold and um, and basically brought attention. And that all started about from the this year's award winner, which was Grace, amazing Grace, who was survived 32 minutes in a gas chamber. And how this dog did it and managed to do that, I think, was like got underneath all the other animals and there was a little pocket of air so that she didn't breathe that. And the officer that was there was so just terribly horrified that this animal was there. She took it to a vet. It made national news. And Phil Groughton 
um, said that he would would take. You know, he wanted to take it, but it had gotten so much attention, everybody else wanted. But as fate would have it, he said, "I'll go ahead and I'll pay the vet bills for that that hound dog, which was an adorable hound dog." And uh, lo and behold, they said, "Well, you can," but somebody's already taken the dog. Well, he went ahead and paid the vet bills anyway. And as fate would have it. The other guy backed out, didn't take the dog, and he wound up with this dog. And that dog has inspired the whole campaign. It brought the media attention to it and showing the really horrific, painful death that a gas chamber really is. And if you've ever seen inside one of them, you see the claw marks where the dogs have clawed and tried to get their way out of these terrible um, situations. And so we only have now three states left that are still using gas for killing dogs, and we're working on that. Some Somebody said seven, but I, I think it's down to three now, actually. Wow. So, well, that's a, a big strike. victory for the animals. That's a big <laughs> victory for the animals, Jewel. It's amazing. Oh, and speaking of victories, uh, American Humane has had several wonderful victories recently too congratulations on all you've been doing you know I've, I've i've been reading about what well like your first responder program mm-hmm. and I, I love how you've really um taken a great stand now that you're actually moving your vans in i know that that having them you've you've actually positioned them now i believe in places where like in where they have a lot of the tornadoes out um, mm-hmm. in the Midwest, mm-hmm. and uh, another one in Pennsylvania. Is that correct? You've got two uh, vehicles actually, at this time. Uh-huh. We actually have more than that now. We actually have one, two, three. We have uh, four vehicles, and uh, that includes our big rig, but two more on the way. I'm so excited to tell you. And, Jill, by the way, I have to thank you. You were so instrumental in helping us to deploy to Louisiana through your spectacular pet philanthropy network. Uh, American Humane first responders wore boots on the ground and first to serve in the, uh, first to serve those devastated communities in Louisiana. And as a result of our work there, Ellen DeGeneres and the Walmart Foundation donated a sizable grant to American Humane, which is allowing us to buy a rescue truck for the state of Louisiana. So we're so thrilled, Jewel. Thank you. So Listen, I'm the one that needs to thank you, Robin. I don't know how, you do not know how valuable it is and how wonderful it is to have someone that you can call up on the phone or text and say, we have a boots-on-the-ground person in Louisiana that's there and has all of these problems and issues where the horses were drowning and, and you know, needing medications and things like that. And all I do is I pick up the phone and I call Robin, and there you are, <laughs> saving the day again. <laughs> well, you're very, very kind. Together we, together we try to save the day for sure for our animal friends. And and I'm so thrilled to tell you, too, that our good and, and incredibly inspirational friend, Lois Pope, is going to sponsor a new truck for the great state of California. So two oh, more trucks yeah. and our rescue fleet will be online in the next few months. And so more capability for our first responders to save lives in a moment's time because these disasters, as we know, hit us so quickly. But um, not just the first responders, Jewel, I have to thank you again 
for the incredible introduction to a, uh, a shared friend of ours who was trying to bring back dogs from the meat festival in China. And I that know was some- a coincidence. Oh, wasn't was that? That's that, that, that a miracle, really. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely, shivers. absolutely. I do want to talk about that, but I want to say one thing before we get off this other topic, uh-huh. and that was how impressed I am that as a first responder, like this Jeff Iyer, I believe he took the truck and he actually went in before uh, the storm actually hit, and he stayed inside in Beaufort County. Recently, we we were having, uh, we knew about Hurricane Matthew was getting ready to hit, Mm -hmm. and he went in and he stayed in the shelter with those animals, and he was from American Humane, and he had the truck there, and I'm thinking, wow, you you get those trucks in there before the hurricane, the, the actual damage is done, but what's to keep your trucks from blowing away? I mean, this it's really very dangerous what you're doing out there. And, and thank you. Thank you for that. Well, our team does. They do work uh, in ways that are um, is so inspirational as true first responders. And Jeff did wait out the storm. And at that time, we thought we were putting the truck in the right location based on the weather reports to keep it safe. Luckily, the truck is safe. Jeff is safe. All the animals were safe. But that turned out to be close to ground zero for Hurricane Matthew. It was supposed to be ground zero in Palm Beach, where we moved our truck out of Palm Beach. And the Palm Beaches, it was so interesting. But, you know, Mother Nature doesn't always cooperate. And boy, has Mother Nature created a fall that has been full of challenges for our human and animal friends and our neighbors. So. We've been responding nonstop, and we're still on the ground today in Louisiana providing first aid and care for animals impacted. And my guess is we'll be visiting back around South Carolina and North Carolina in the coming weeks to provide some needed resources to those communities. Wow. It's so sad how we have, it seems like now, it more than ever, we're having hurricanes, and it makes you feel like the end of times, doesn't it, when they say that we'll be having hurricanes and tornadoes and many kind of natural disasters. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. It is But sad. now, let's get back to this miracle that we've been teaching <laughs> your audience about. <laughs> I love this. It is a miracle. Share the story, Jewel. It's so oh, amazing. This was so so much fun because I am interviewing you to do a segment for the Pet Philanthropy Circle's Pet Hero Awards, and we're, I'm all the way out. I came all, all the way out to California for your Dog Hero Awards. Oh my gosh, um, your Hero Dog Awards. We've got yes. to talk about that because that was incredible as well. But we'll do this. Well, should we hold off on the miracle and let people wait to hear that and talk about the doggy awards first? Yeah, or that's a great idea this? because let's save let's save the story uh, uh, for the, the miracle story. Yeah, and, and let's go right into the Hero Dog Awards. So glad you came this year. How was oh. it? What did you think? Oh my gosh! It you know it was so wonderful, and I thanks to you had a front row seat. And got to really, uh, was close enough to the dogs, I could actually smell them. Not not really, but they, they were close <laughs> enough, because I do love to smell dogs. I love that dog smell. But uh, right there, and seeing them, and coming out, and hearing the stories. You know, what's amazing to me is you've picked all of the different categories for each of the uh, finalists to, to come forward. You know, like from... Um, like the, the the service dogs and the military dogs and the um, the working dogs, you have different classes 
mm-hmm. for that. And I really didn't realize that before, but that that's really amazing. And this year's winner, Hooch. Oh, my goodness. That dog is a miracle. And the way that he came from basically a French Mastiff that had, everybody kept trying to figure out why the dog wouldn't eat, and it had his tongue cut out. Mm-hmm. And it, they finally, people that rescued him actually had to, I guess, spoon hand feed him because he didn't do so well with the tube or whatever. But it was like, and then they turned this dog that's been so maliciously treated by humans. I mean, really cruel treatment. What can teach us is forgiveness because he is able to forgive humans. And I think we as people need to get that as well. We need to be able to forgive each other for the things that we do because people are animals too. But beautiful, beautiful, all the different dogs that were there. And um, I'm sure you have, have other favorites too. But really, it was well, well done and, and beautiful uh, that was seen on the Hallmark Channel. Congratulations for that. Just incredible work that you're doing. All around everything, I mean, the, the awards were brilliant. But I don't think people realize how much American Humane does in so many different areas. I mean, you're not just pets. You you have this uh, the responder program. Mm-hmm. One that amazes me, Robin, is what you do in Hollywood, where you go and you protect the animals that are on these TV sets. And I just think it's a miracle that anybody could go up to like a Steven Spielberg and say, "Okay, stop the cameras." You know, you're going to be hurting this animal or whatever. You've been protecting this. And I don't think people realize that you are basically the guard dog of dogs mm-hmm. in the television and entertainment industry. Yes. Wow. Thank How you. you do, how do you do that? <laughs> Seven, 76 years of doing that work, and we're so proud that it's led by a remarkable veterinarian, Dr. Quan Stewart. And a full third of that workforce now are animal doctors, veterinarians who are on the front lines of movie sets, ensuring that our animals are safely treated and and are, you know, and really having a good quality of life. We actually say this with a little bit of jest, but it's quite true. It's safer to be an animal on a movie set than it is to be a human. So uh, because of our, our rules and regulations around keeping them safe, and so I, I like that because I did read in today's news about a devastating movie uh, incident where two humans died in making a movie overseas. Oh. And so I'm so grateful that American Humane is, we're in 20 countries any given day protecting animal stars, and that to me is a very important part of our work as well as farm animals and so much more. You know, so thank you for bringing that up. I always do like that Hollywood story too. It, it really is. It's incredible. But you know, and then American Humane is doing other things too, like providing veterans with with pets for service dogs. You just rescued one, I believe. Yesterday, you donated a dog to a veteran here on Long Island in New York. I mean, at you're the all, everywhere. Game. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, our team was at the Giants game yesterday. Evidently, Tom Brady had a great game. But besides Tom Brady, there was an Army veteran in the uh, in the audience who we surprised on the field by giving him his new best friend, his service dog. And his daughter was there. She was crying. He was crying. It was one of the most emotional events. Erin Andrews, the sports reporter, tweeted, she's been bawling the entire game, and not because of Tom Brady. It's because of that service 
Service Dog presentation, and American Humane was indeed <laughs> honored to have had make that happen for that very mm-hmm. special man, a war hero, and now he has a hero of his very own, happens to have four legs and lots of fur. You know, and you, you brought out when you were doing your speech, uh, which, by the way, I just saw yesterday, we were editing for the um, Pet Philanthropy Circle, and you look you were just spellbinding in your acceptance speech and you brought out about veterans and that how many of them are dying from suicides you know mm-hmm. it's just incredible and 20 a getting, day yeah 20 a day that's incredible isn't it we lose more it seems like we lose more when they come home than we do overseas where they're protected mm-hmm. it's it's really frightening but what the work you're doing there in trying to get dogs to them to prevent these suicides that's that's remarkable really wonderful Thank and also sir. hats off to you and um you know naomi judd who the work that you both did in going to and and getting our dogs back from overseas people don't realize that at one time it was they were just abandoned it was illegal or they could not bring dogs back to the United States that had served on the front lines, saved hundreds of soldiers' lives, doing the bomb squad missions, all of this type of stuff. Jill, thanks for talking about the Naomi Judd and uh, American Humane delegation that went to advocate for those war dogs. And you are right. That was the situation that faced so many of these war heroes that happened to have four legs and fur. Uh, we went on the hill in the spring of 2015 and throughout the summer advocated for changes in the National Defense Authorization Act. And it was November, the evening before Thanksgiving, that the president signed the National Defense Authorization Act, which provided for changes and clarification that the dogs deserved a retirement on U.S. soil. So it was a big victory for our four-legged war heroes, and I'm so glad that touched your heart, and I know it certainly touched Naomi Judd, and she's so honored to have been recognized as your Humanitarian of the Year. Oh, absolutely, and she did a remarkable job. She really did. Both of you did. You just really... um, um stole the show. It was fabulous, really. When you get in front of a a microphone or an audience, and people said that to me, it's just like you're mesmerizing. Totally, totally a wonderful speaker. And uh, we're so lucky to have you in the field of animal advocacy. Well, I feel the same about you. And I think it's time to tell our listeners the special treat that we've been teasing throughout the show. Jewel, let's talk about how we were brought together to learn more about dogs in China. I love this. This was so, so strange because, like, I get calls from, you know, random calls for people and all the time. But when we were having our interview, I got a call from Candy Udell, who's a dear friend of mine from with that owns London Jewelers. And she didn't say what it was. She said something like, please call me. And this is like atypical for her. You know, normally it will be when you get a chance or something like that or whatever. But she said, please call me. So we were re arranging the lighting of whatever and I just went ahead and I called Candy back and she brought forth a problem that a friend of hers was having and she said and Jewel this sounds really strange and I know you probably won't believe this but I vetted this because they were using a friend of mine's name I don't know the guy that's doing this but his friend is uh, David Yerman and he's one of our distributors for jewelry 
And so I called him up, and he says, no, this guy is for real. To make a long story short, he was in China at the time, and this was the Yunnan when they were going through with a dog and eating the dogs, and they have this festival and this horrendous thing. And apparently he had taken, he had gotten 200 dogs out and had had them sequestered and was trying to get them away, beautiful dogs, and really incredible. In fact, I just saw some of the dogs a few minutes ago that are really amazing. But So I'm like there, and I'm listening to the story, and I said, wait a minute, uh, Robin, and, and I looked at you, and I said, aren't you going to China next week for your, <laughs> to do this award thing? And you said, yes, yes. I said, well, I want you to hear Candy's story. Here, listen to this. How can we help these dogs over in China that are going to be eaten if we can't get them out of out of the country? And you took over the phone, and now you take over your part of the story. <laughs> well, I couldn't believe this timing was amazing, and I think it, it really allowed us to work together and collaborate, which is all the space we should all collaborate if we we love animals, we need to collaborate because the only way we're going to save so many of them as we all want to do and all of them as we all wish to do. So we're there talking, a visit with Candy, and I said, okay, who do we have to meet with? And so we were brought in right away. We met with Dr. Tony Beck, who's in mainland China, a top veterinarian there. I met with Hong Kong SPCA. We had a number of meetings solely focused on the fate of these dogs. And in learning and doing our due diligence, certainly speaking to friends at the World Dog Alliance, it was stunning to me that over 88% of animals, dogs captured for the Yulon Dog Meat Festival are actually people's pets. And so that was even more shocking that people's children's pets are stolen so that someone else can eat them. It's just so disgusting and reprehensible. And I just couldn't get my my mind around this horror. And when we learned and studied more about it in our trip to Hong Kong, um, we learned and we just felt that we had the moral imperative to bring these dogs back and make sure that uh, we could get them healthy, lovely, and uh, forever second homes, second chance at life. And we did. So American Humane is so proud to have announced last week that we are funding the return of 11 of these Yulon dogs giving them a second chance at life. And I do believe that of these 11, nine, before they even get on the ground here, already have homes. I think there's only two more left that are waiting to be adopted. Uh, that tells you the kind of immediate uh, action we can do when we collaborate and when we can work together, working with you, Jewel, working with Candy, working with Dr. Beck, uh, Hong Kong SPCA, and certainly uh, friends uh, such as Deborah Hall and all throughout this entire process. It's been a joy, and to me, it's a, it's an inspiration to see dogs that were subject to such a horrible, horrible end of life that we're able to allow them to be in a forever loving home here. So thank you, Jewel, for allowing us to do this and bringing this problem to us. And we've got 11. There's many more. And we've got to stop these kinds of practices throughout the world. Uh, dogs are meant to be man's best friend, not man's food supply. We need to stop that craziness from happening. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the only way we do this is through education and awareness. And the only way that American Humane can continue to do the fine work that you're doing is through donations. You know, one of the things I realized when I was out interviewing one of your your Hollywood division Mm -hmm. is that basically at that point, now I think that it's somewhat changed now, 
but that they, the movies that make these millions and millions of dollars, are not paying you, uh, the American Humane, any giving you any help or assistance in having the, the people there on hand to protect the animals. And mm-hmm. what you do, you do so much mm-hmm. in so many different fields, in agriculture, in first responders, in all of these different things, and you need funds, and you need grassroots funds. So anyone that's listening out there, we hope that you will, you know, go to your Internet. Take a look at the American Humane's website and donate money because this is really a great organization that's doing many things. And uh, we really appreciate your help and assistance. Well, Jewel, thank you. American Humane. Yeah. You are amazing. You're an amazing ambassador for us and an amazing leader of the Pet Philanthropy Circle. And I encourage those philanthropists who want to learn more about the animal welfare space, visit PetPhilanthropyCircle.org. Learn more. Learn more about Jewel's incredible organization and learn more about how you can help the pet heroes in your community and around our great country. Jewel, what a great time together. I'm so grateful for your time, for your passion, for your love for animals. And I'm so glad to count you as my friend. I feel the same way. It's an honor to know Dr. Robin Gansert. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jewel. Well, friends, we'll be right back after this brief message. You're listening to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. He was malnourished and emaciated. Constant scratching and just being unpleasant. He was shedding excessively. He was losing his fur. Franklin was rescued from the streets of Los Angeles. Bear was a rescue from the same shelter in Kansas City, Missouri, that I got J.J. the Terrier. I found his raw meat diet, which is raw meat, eggs, rice, and Dinovite and Lickochops. His omega-3 supplement on Dinovite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I've got my ground beef, the Dynavite, and I just mix it all together with the eggs and the shells. Franklin, he's thriving. His coat is soft and shiny. He's shedding much less. They're much happier. Their coats are better. Their behavior, especially their behavior, is better. How do you feed your shelter dog to derive a great attitude? Start that little pet off right. 859-428-1000. Just go to Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Wishing you the happiest of holidays from our family to yours. Your official holiday station. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Wow. Well, that was Jewel Morris, one of my wonderful friends in the animal welfare community, founder of the Pet Philanthropy Circle, and as you can hear from her, an incredibly passionate animal advocate and a passionate advocate for the young people who will lead this movement for generations to come. You know, as Jewel talked about so beautifully, she talked about the work that, you know, is done for veterans. Veterans are war heroes who come back from the most unimaginable of circumstances fighting the war on terror all around the globe. These incredible heroes come back facing those invisible wounds of war, PTS, TBI. And what we find so shocking is that 20 of our veterans commit suicide every single day. And 187 are diagnosed with PTS 
every single day. So at American Humane, we're committed to making a difference. This is a crisis that cannot continue. So our call to action is to take those three to four million healthy adoptable dogs that are euthanized in shelters every single year and train those dogs to be service dogs for our wounded warriors and anyone who needs a service dog out there. Because friends, if you're listening to this show, I know you believe just as much as I do about the healing power of the human-animal bond. It's a real healing power. It's one that transforms lives and I know makes us humans so much better. Well, let's go back to the veterans' issues really quickly. For many veterans, there's another type of battle awaiting them when they return home from a war zone, reintegrating into civilian life. The wounds of war can remain long after the immediate threat of battle is over. Unfortunately, many of these wounds are invisible and are not immediately apparent to a veteran's friends or their family members. Some veterans experience depression, social isolation, flashbacks, and it really can culminate in a diagnosis called post-traumatic stress. At American Humane, we're committed to employing the healing power of the human-animal bond to help our nation's veterans, particularly those with PTS. Specially trained service dogs can serve as a lifeline to affected veterans, helping them to alleviate both the physical and mental symptoms, really making sure that they adjust to life back at home much better than they currently are without a dog. At a time when veteran suicide rates are at all-time high, that 20 a day is a moral and ethical crisis in our country, the benefits that service dogs can provide can truly be the difference between life and death. This holiday season, please join our efforts to putting healing leashes into the hands of veterans who so desperately need them. And to learn more about our programs that help military heroes and to find a free resource on how to find a PTS service dog, For a veteran who may be in your family, visit AmericanHumane.org and download that brochure so that you can share that with all of the veterans in your lives. And to those who have served our country with courage and honor and valor, I thank you. And all of us at American Humane, thank you. We thank you for allowing us to be free and to live this life and to celebrate the life with our animal friends, and our human friends. Again, this holiday season, visit AmericanHumane.org not only to download the PTS Service Dog Guide, but also to follow up on holiday tips. Tips to keep your animal friends safe from harm with the holiday decorations, the food displays, and certainly the stress of having multiple friends and neighbors come to your own home. That can provide stress for animals. How can we help relieve that? and make sure that your animals have a safe and happy holiday season. Visit AmericanHumane.org for those tips. Again, on behalf of all of us at American Humane, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Be Humane with Dr. Robin Ganser. I hope you'll join me next week for another incredible episode with a champion for animals. More to come. Again, thank you for listening this week and every week. Remember to be humane. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.